0: Welcome back, I'm Hermine and in this episode of the Green Deal podcast we meet fishermen from all over the European Union, from the Baltic Sea to the North East Atlantic Ocean, the Mediterranean and the Black Sea. In Europe, fish consumption has doubled in the last 50 years thanks to a growing awareness that eating fish is healthier and more environmentally friendly than eating meat. This trend has resulted in the overfishing of certain stocks and it has not even been accompanied by an improved quality of life for fishermen. Across the EU, these vital workers are facing difficulties related to climate change, depletion of fish stocks, pollution and the energy crisis. And we start our journey by the Black Sea, where journalist Petya Mihova from BNR Visits a Bulgarian fishing village, Cenganeskele, to meet local fishermen George Dimov, Jelly Popov, and Yanni Kostov. Fishing isn't a tool that
1: for us. It's become a tool. Fish numbers are decreasing and many things discourage us. Only our love of the sea keeps us going. My son is 40 years old. He only comes out fishing when he has a 10-day holiday. He comes in the autumn when there are big fish. With a family and a child alone. How can you come here to feed a family? There's no way. After our days, our children will sell up, villages will come and fishing will disappear. Yet,
0: Bulgarian MEP Atidje Alieva Veli is convinced that the EU still has some cards up its sleeve to support the fisheries sector.
2: The EU's fisheries policy aims to protect the potential of sustainable production and guarantee food security. Of course, this goes hand-in-hand with offering opportunities to those working in this sector, opportunities that are not insignificant. I would say that there is huge potential for the fisheries sector in terms of the EU."
0: While wages in the sector are showing a downward trend, fishing still plays a crucial employment and economic role in several regions of the EU, particularly in Spain, Greece and Italy, which together account for around 62% of fishing industry jobs. In some coastal communities, the fishing sector accounts for up to half of local employment. From the outset, the EU's Common Fisheries Policies, or CFP, included the sustainable management of fish stocks and protection of the marine environment among its missions. Polskie Radio kasza Seman ask Justyna Zajkowska, a marine ecosystem protection specialist from WWF Poland, what this really entails.
2: Sustainable fishing should be characterised by the fact that it is carried out on stable, healthy and abundant populations of fish or other marine organisms, and as far as humanly possible with limited negative impact on other marine ecosystem elements. This can be accomplished in various ways. For example, there are devices on fishing equipment that eliminate or reduce the accidental catching of other marine animals. There are various types of tools, such as pingers, which are designed to scare away cetaceans, for example, in the Baltic Sea. These pingers are used on nets in some marine protected areas to deter porpoises from approaching dangerous nets so that they don't become entangled in them. So there are solutions
0: that make fishing less likely to have a negative impact on marine life. This more sustainable fisheries policy incorporates a number of other measures, including scientifically calculated catch limits, fleet capacity limits and landing obligations, which mean that you cannot throw back the fish you have caught. But in addition to adapting to new rules, Europe's fishing businesses are also having to come to terms with the effects of climate change, especially Rising water temperatures. Our Croatian colleague Dražen Zima met with fishermen working in the Adriatic Sea, where the temperature of the uppermost 20 meters of water has reportedly risen by 1.8 degrees C over the past six decades. One, a man named Milan, notes that while some fish stocks have increased in recent years, thanks to stricter protection measures and catch limits, changes in water temperature and invasive species are creating new problems.
1: Some invasive species have appeared due to the warmer sea, and some native species have disappeared. There are no more squid, and there are less and less shrimp near the island of Yabuka ever since that blasted prawn appeared. Wherever prawn have appeared, shrimp have disappeared. Both are scavengers, and the shrimp are left without food. I'm not quite sure. What is happening whether it's down to the warming of the sea or the arrival of the prawn but i know that there is a big difference in sea temperature up to two degrees the sea is much warmer than before and the seasons have changed there are no cold days before december and now it's cooled down a bit but it will warm up again things used to be different the cold weather came in september and stayed until april
0: and the situation is far from rosy in the mediterranean too as antonella donato a young Sicilian fisherwoman reports. Antonella took over the family fishing business together with her sister Juzy. She's speaking to our colleague Giulia Canizzaro from Radio 24 in Milan. Climate
2: change has caused swordfish to bring their mating season forward. But not only swordfish. We were discussing this with some biologists during a conference organised by the
0: Sicilian region and all species have brought forward their mating season. And things are no better in the aquaculture industry. As Ferenc Lewey, a member of the board of Landlocked Hungary's Interprofessional Organization of Aquaculture and Fisheries, tells journalists Cilla Adam. In 2021,
1: we had a lean and dry year. This was topped off in early 2022 by an incredibly dry winter, the first time in living memory that there was no precipitation in the form of snow or rain anywhere in the country. This was compounded by more extremely dry weather. Of the 350 million cubic metres of water normally in the system, there were barely 180 million cubic metres in our ponds at the end of the year. Unfortunately. After so many negatives, we saw a loss of yield that is very rare in Hungarian fisheries. A good 30 to 35 percent of the fish that should have been harvested were not.
0: Thus, despite the EU's attempts to better manage stocks, the impact of the common fisheries policy in this area falls short. Today, more than 40 percent of fish stocks are overexploited in the Northeast Atlantic, as are three quarters of those measured in the Baltic seas. It doesn't help, of course, that implementation is often incomplete and reporting is lacking. But fish stocks are not the only thing at risk here. The impact of certain fishing techniques on biodiversity more generally is also regularly denounced by environmental NGOs. In the two months between the end of December 2022 and February 2023, more than 400 dolphins were found washed up on the coast of France alone. This excess mortality is being caused by the use of high nets, with bottom trawlers raking the seabed and swallowing everything in their path. The EU has now slated a ban of bottom trawling in all marine protected areas by 2030. Meanwhile, some young fishing professionals are already rethinking their fishing practices. Antonella Donado who we met earlier, uses traditional boats, known as feluccas and trammel nets. She and her sister also combine fishing with fishing tourism, offering visitors the chance to rediscover ancient maritime traditions. Well,
2: fishing a swordfish using a harpoon from a felucca is highly sustainable, not only in our opinion, but also according to the EU and the Ministry. This is not only because we obviously target one fish at a time, since in a day we can end up fishing a second one and a third one. It's considered sustainable because, as you will see if you come on board with us, we leave the animal in its natural state. We don't use tools to locate it or disorientate it. We don't enter its habitat, nor do we turn off the engines and try to hide our boats. We're perfectly visible to the fish. Again, if you come on board with us, you can see that the most careful animals, the ones with good survival instincts, know we are there. This is a bottom-dwelling fish that hears the noise of the engine and then sees a shadow that, after a while, it starts to follow. It's aware of the danger. Furthermore, we cannot reach its habitat. If it dives just three metres deeper, we can't reach it anymore.
0: And for a swordfish, three metres is nothing. So does the future for European fishermen lie in them, becoming promoters of a lifestyle and a tradition? Andris Tsirulis, a fisherman and president of Latvia's associations of coastal fishermen, thinks so, as he tells our Latvia's radio colleague, Uldis Cesberis. Given the amount of catches on the
1: coast, fishermen have to diversify their commercial activities. The people of Latvia are very fond of local fish. For coastal fishermen to survive, they will each need a small production facility, as well as to attract tourism, so that people can come to see how coastal fishermen live and to eat delicious fish. Fishing is important for coastal villages. It is, in a sense, the preservation of life on the coast. In the summer, life is buzzing. There are lots of tourists. But in the autumn and winter, fishermen give seaside villages a feeling of permanence.
0: However, the fishing industry has also suffered greatly from the sharp increases in energy and fuel prices that hit all of us hard in 2022. Many vessels, especially those in small-scale operations, have been forced to stay in port. Given all these different constraints, small than traditional coastal fisheries simply will not survive or meet the necessary sustainability requirements without support, says Sorin Monoilo, a fisherman from Romania. Radio-Romania's Cristina Gelaissie asks him what Brussels can do to help.
2: It's a
1: good thing that this issue is being raised at EU level. What do fishermen really need? First of all, they need infrastructure. Somewhere they can anchor their boats, where they can land the fish and market them. Secondly, if we're talking about traditional fishing and small-scale coastal fishing, we have to understand that Romanian fishermen have no capital, no money. You can't come to a fisherman and say, hey, look, you can apply for European funding, 100,000 euros, but you must come up with 50,000 euros yourself and also pay VAT on that. No, that's all wrong. In the end, for these fishermen, the state should build this infrastructure, and European funds should have very small co-financing requirements. In other words, just 10 or maximum 20% expected from the fishermen themselves. Because a fisherman is not going to be able to support himself financially from the fish he catches and also contribute tens of thousands of euros. This is the big issue. And indeed, they will disappear. If they don't have places along the coast where they can keep their boats, if the authorities chase them away from their landing places, this will be a
0: problem. Today in Lithuania, where Augusta Liberite from Gignora Diaz sheds a spotlight on recreational fishing. She discusses the catch and release system by which a fish is quickly weighed, measured and photographed before being released back in the water alive, with Martínez Pochebutas, the head of a fishing association. Although Pochebutas sees flaws in the salmon fishing policy the rest of the year, he celebrates recently introduced autumn restrictions. During this period, when salmon are spawning, it is mandatory to release them.
1: An excellent example which started very recently, just last autumn, is that salmon can only be fished in the rivers in the autumn under the catch and release principle, which was not the case before. There used to be a season when you could take the fish and another season, just before spawning, when you had to release them. In my view, this change is the best thing that's happened in the history of Lithuanian fishing. In some ways, it's still very disappointing that we are lagging so far behind the rest of the world, with a license to catch salmon costing just two and a half euros here. I have never seen such low prices anywhere. Coffee at a gas station probably costs more than this. For that price, you can take away a huge fish, weighing 10 to 20 kilograms, just to eat it. A fish that travels some 500 to 600 kilometres to spawn, one that will leave descendants, one with enormous value in terms of recreational fishing and everything else. This used to be possible in the autumn too,
0: but it isn't any longer. Now these fish are allowed to spawn. But Shibutes notes that the younger generation has adapted better to this catch and release practice than those who have been fishing for many years. And therein lies the crux of the matter. Change takes time. Let's just hope we haven't left it too late. Thanks for listening and make sure you come back for the next episode of our Green Deal podcast with all journalists of the Euronet Plus radio stations. Bye.